Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Charles Chuck? What's going on, man? How you say, Charlie? <laughs> well, Charlie, that's how you say Charlie right there. I'm down in the well. We, uh, Charlie and I are giddy, happy. No, we're not happy, but... We are out of it right now because we went and saw John Wick 4 last night, and I feel like we're still inside of one of the action sequences right now. They're still fighting. It's right still now. going yeah. at the moment. He just killed his 8,000th guy after getting shot by his 40,000th bullet that bounced off of his jacket. And um, We had to leave the theater because we had a show to do. Yeah, that's why we came here. We're going to yeah. go back to see the end of this fight sequence later on. Yeah. But seriously, don't go see that movie. Well, this is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. And right now, we definitely want to. By the way, the Fed Haters Club got inside information to our deep, our deepest, darkest personal lives. We've been live with them for like 30 minutes now, just talking about secrets that we'll never tell all of you lowly folks on this podcast app that you're listening on right now. You want to be listening in Discord with the live group, <clears throat> the Fed Haters Club. Go to joingmail.com. $6 a month. We're going to have to raise this and this whole real libertari libertarian thing. It's, get, it's a little too cheap, I think. So I'm getting the wild hair to raise the price on that thing because I realize once you pay for that real libertarian thing, you get to hang, it out, hang out with us forever. It's a long time. Mm. Okay. It's a really long time. For Evan, never seen that Evan, Yeah, that, that kind. Yeah. And so I think we're going to have to raise the price on that. But, but right now, you can still get in at the kind Nate and Charlie prices. Later on, you're going to have to get into the greedy Nate and Charlie prices, mm -hmm. which would be higher than what they are right now. So sign up. <clears throat> okay, well, hope everyone had a good weekend. I think we'll skip over the first thing because we did spend a good half hour talking earlier which is which is fine and it was an important conversation for some important people that were there hanging out with us i wanted to ask you charles have you seen any of the debate around this jack Teixeira guy that you know the you know that guy <clears throat> that 21 year old who leaked like the biggest leak of classified documents that there that there's ever been you know <laughs> since when since snowden since snowden i would yeah. say um have you seen much about the yeah. uh, the back and forth online. Well, some people think he's a hero. Mm. Some people think he's a zero. <laughs> okay. He went from hero to zero to <clears throat> hero zero. I got to tell you, I don't think he's a hero. I'm sorry. I don't think he's a hero. I think he just happened to leak really valuable information that we needed to know. Okay. But I, I don't think that makes someone a hero. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't decide. I, I think it's a good thing that the information's out. Yeah, yeah. And he was the vessel that, that did it. But it it appears that he wasn't trying to to gain any political clout or do it for any political motivations. He was just trying to honestly uh, have better friends. Yeah, he was just trying to look really cool. He's trying to look cool. Here, here's the thing: when people call him he a was hero, called names <clears throat> and all kinds of stuff in the Discord server, and he was like. You want to know how cool I am? <laughs> and, and then they didn't, they didn't, that's why they didn't believe him at first. They're like, oh, well, here, here's Jack. 
putting together a PowerPoint presentation, sharing yeah. it with the people, trying to look cool. So I mean, they called him all kinds of names. He was like, look how cool I am, yeah. though. Yeah, look at all this information I got. Um, the thing is, if it were up to Jack, none of us would have ever found out about this stuff. We would have just continued to be lied into war further and further in the war, kept having our money taken. And Remember what Biden said, for as long <laughs> as it takes. As long as it takes. It would just keep going. They keep taking our money and they keep spying on people and different countries would still keep selling stuff to Russia and Ukraine and all that. Um, if it were up to Jack, the hero, we would have never known about any of that stuff. And so that's why I have a hard time calling him a hero. You know what I mean? Sure, he put information out there that eventually got leaked. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Okay. He hasn't been found guilty. And of course, he could just be the fall guy. I got I see your message in there, Magoo. I can I think it's weird that a 21-year-old National Guard, Air National Guardsman. I think he was an IT. Yeah. <clears throat> so like all the IT guys have like the most I guess heavily sensitive on, classified it information. Depends on what you're working on, I guess. <laughs> That's a lot. But even I mean, <clears throat> even Snowden alluded to the fact that they didn't really have very good security policies. It is the government. Like the okay. people who it like your clearance should only be for information that you need to know. Like stuff that you're actually working on and anything that you don't need to know about. Even if it, even if that material aligns with your security clearance, if you don't have a need to know basis for that material itself, then you shouldn't have access to it. We deal with a similar thing in healthcare, by the way, because healthcare information is like the most protected information in the United yeah. States. So, um, being that we do software in healthcare, you have to be HIPAA compliant and people, you know, it's illegal actually to even look up your own record. Really? By the way. Yeah. yeah you oh, can't even, like from you, you can't go like, look up your I own stuff. If I have access to you. a hospital and I've been to that hospital as a patient, I can't even look up myself, right? I need permission to do that, huh. to get access to that information. Um, I have to request it. So. I gotcha. Here's a, an, an exchange I thought was really funny. This is basically what was going on in the Discord, and I just tried to imagine this. Here's this user who goes, here, here's some leaked documents. <laughs> Here's like the biggest document leak you've ever seen. And another Discord user was like, nice. <laughs> and that was basically how this Discord server was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems pretty cool. This is way different from like Snowden mm -hmm. and even Manning. And then this, uh, is, can we all accept the fact that there's the reality winner? Is that a real reality winner? Is that what it is? That's a person's name? I, I guess. It, that's changed clearly, right? No one named their kid that. I have no idea. Right? Do we have any leaked documents on that? Okay, well, whatever. Winner uh, and Manning, by the way, I pulled up this thing from uh, NPR, still said Bradley Manning on there. 2013. <laughs> the Bradley Manning trial. That's weird. Okay. Um, so we got that. And then we got Snowden, of course. Now, these people. They were trying to at least advance some kind of a cause. They, you know, they were trying to get this information out to the public somehow, one way or another. Uh, we know Snowden is still trapped in Russia, or he was working for them the whole time. We got no <laughs> clue. Okay. Now, weirdly enough, this reality winner, which I just, I don't agree. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give her a different name. 
Um, we'll come up with it. You guys help me come up with a different name for her. Um, gave the intercept information regarding a Russian hack of U.S. elections in, 20, in 2017 after Trump won. This had to do with our whole Russian interference and Russia getting involved in our elections. Now, they never showed that even though Russia apparently gained access to some voter rolls, they never showed that anything was ever changed or that it affected anything. But uh, this reality winner gave that information out to The Intercept so the people would know. I'm sure it wasn't politically motivated uh, whatsoever. And then Manning is one of the people that gave... Uh, no, reality winner is a real name. It's a real name. Not change. This is not a joke. This winner, is not a test. Winner was born in Texas to Billy and Ronald Winner. Her unique name was selected by her father. Mm. So that's reality Lee or Lay, L-E-I-G-H, reality Lay winner. Just, that's, 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 that's dumb. Just, that's I just don't like that. Name. Yeah, I don't like that name, uh, but that's fine. Whatever. Uh, so she got released, by the way. Because of good behavior. That's what normally happens after you leak classified documents. And then uh, Manning also uh, got got released as well. Okay? So so that's strange. Now, maybe Bradley Manning, the person that was originally convicted, he's still in prison. I'm not sure. But <laughs> Chelsea Manning got out. In prison, it changes a person. Okay? You know, it's a yeah. serious thing. And so that was, Wiki, that was a WikiLeaks uh, thing. So, so with what I consider to be U.S. war crimes, okay? And then you got Tashera, who's like, I just want to look cool to these people on Discord, you know? To me, that's not as much of a hero as even those few people that we just went through right there. Mm -hmm. So what I think we could all uh, maybe agree on is that the leaked information is good, but that we don't, I, I don't think we'd be tattooing this guy's name on our arms or anything like that or calling him some kind of brave hero or anything, because I'm kind of mad about the fact that he had all this information and he never intended to let anyone else see it. You know, I actually, I didn't know I didn't like the guy a couple, a couple weeks ago. Only shared it to a few people. Yeah. Now I'm glad that he's an idiot. Okay. <laughs> you know, apparently didn't hide his privacy uh, enough when he was sharing these documents with people, but that's fine. That's totally fine. The live group is talking about reality's name still. <laughs> They're coming up with different ones. Okay. Talk Yvonne leaks a lot. <laughs> Here's a couple things that also... Regina Fed Plant. <laughs> Regina Fed Plant. That's pretty good. Uh, this is what's also been weird about this whole situation. Now, normally, when there is a leak of this kind... And this has been talked about by a lot of people. Normally, the news organizations would work really hard to try and protect that person. Let's say that they were whistleblowing on Russia. Jack Teixeira had this exact same information, and he took it to the New York Times or the Washington Post. Well, they would have done everything in their freaking power to hide his actual where he was, who he was, anything about his family. They would have protected their source, protected their whistleblower, or whatever. If he would have came forward as a whistleblower, you know, that kind of thing. But now it's and almost... Especially if it was like about Trump. Oh, know, for sure. had to do with Russiagate or anything like that. And so that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Why did they work so... It was as if the Washington Post became the investigative arm of the FBI at this point in time. Like they were going out there trying to find this guy. Where if, if he just would have handed over the information to the WAPO, they would have told the feds the 
the f off when it when it came to his identity. Mm-hmm. You know that's kind of weird. This deleted tweet here from David Phillips, who's a employee at the New York Times, probably why he had to delete it. Says the New York Times worked feverishly to find the identity of the guy leaking top secret docs on Discord. Ironically, if the same guy had leaked to the New York Times, we'd be working feverishly to conceal it. He deleted it? Deleted the tweet, yeah. Probably so he could keep his job, is my guess. Mm. Here's the other annoying part about this whole situation. All we're talking about is this dude that leaked the documents. Okay, we're not talking about the fact that the U.S. and NATO apparently have boots on the ground in Ukraine, literally fighting the nuclear superpower. Okay, we're not talking about the fact that while the government continues to sell the war effort to the U.S. taxpayers, it's great, we're going to protect democracy, we're going to hold back Russia, we're not going to get back anything in secret. They're like, oh, crap, this is going terribly. This is not good. (laughs) This is not. we got like a month left, folks. We're spying on our allies. Egypt who, by the way, is a massive recipient of foreign aid from the U.S. I think they're like number two. Billions of dollars going to Egypt. And you know what they were talking about doing? Even, even rockets to Russia. Okay? Mm. We could be funding both sides of the war. Probably are. <laughs> probably. Well, that wouldn't what be the first time. That's what we've been doing. There's, only, there's probably a, only a couple wars that we weren't funding both yeah. sides of, honestly. Wasn't the FBI <laughs> fighting the CIA in the Middle <laughs> East, essentially? Essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And so that's all not what we're talking about. Instead, what we focused, what your attention is focused on is what the real crime here is. It's the fact that we found out that the government was lying to us in the first place. (laughs) That is the crime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The act of exposing their lies will be the only punished crime in this situation. Mm -hmm. Not the lies themselves. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. How that happens, mm-hmm. you know? And so us as individuals, we got to make sure that we refocus back on what we're supposed to be focusing on. Do not let them just talk about the guy who's in trouble for accidentally telling you about like some major cover-ups that are going on out there. Okay. He committed the crime. That's true. We know we committed the crime. Like, I think he's. Doesn't mean we think the crime should exist. No. Right. I mean, you know, should there be some classifications for... There's probably some stuff that you just don't want your employees at the government giving out to everyone. The problem with that is, though, it gets heavily... Oh, eventually it goes down to everything. Every single thing becomes a classified document. Mm -hmm. That's that's the issue with everything the government tries to do. I'm, I'm sure there are things that we could all agree. You don't just want people going and posting on Discord after they leave their top secret war meeting, yeah. you know? But what Nate's getting at, what, what Nate is getting at here is is a principle I think that you should adopt, which is don't let the, don't cede any moral high ground to anyone that will tell you that it's better off that they should have been able to keep lying mm. or keep deceiving or keep shifting, right? And always expose and tell the truth yeah it's that's always the best policy or at least at least don't lie yeah very least with the the world that we want to aim for is one where jack to share would have never had any crazy stuff to share with people to make himself feel cool at all 
You know, we want as much transparency as possible. If the people in the government think that the war effort in Ukraine is not going very well and it's going to be a disaster come the spring or the summer, whatever it's going to be, but then they're telling us, oh, yeah, that's great, great. Give us more of your money or we'll put you in prison. Like, I think that we should know that kind of stuff. You know, that shouldn't be some kind of top secret thing that ends up getting someone put in prison if we find out about it, you know? And so that's that's on us to make sure that the the people that we're putting in power know that those are our values in the first place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of speaking of all this secrecy, this privacy stuff like that. Okay, this is not very well planned out today. We do have a case of the Mondays. I'm going to tell you, but we still know that they're still collecting our data out there. They're still out there spying on us all the time. We are. Do you know what, Charlie? Coming up. At the beginning of June, we are coming up on 10 years since Edward Snowden moved to Russia. Mm. Okay. Coming up on 10 years since we found out about the NSA collecting all of our phone records. Uh, almost, uh, I think we're like, uh, uh, I think we're like five weeks away from the date. So <clears throat> listen, they're still doing it. We know that they're still doing it. And if you're sick of having people spy on you, then we got something to tell you all about. See? We just led you guys in to this promotion, okay? Seriously, though, check us out on this new app, privacy, this new privacy app called Converso. If you actually want to talk privately end-to-end encrypted with no user or metadata captured whatsoever, if you want to unsend your messages, if you want to block people from screenshotting you, if you, seriously, if you send something to someone and you're like, well, I know this is all private, but what if they screenshot this? They can't even screenshot it. It's amazing, actually. I'm, I'm pretty sure I tried it earlier today. Look at that screenshot blocked. Couldn't take a screenshot. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, but seriously, in the encryption, no storage. Uh, privacy is one of our highest values. It always has been, okay? When we talk, when Charlie and I call each other and talk, it should be between the two of us, not me and Charlie and the guy from the FBI that we haven't named yet, okay? And seriously... I think this is the app we all need to use to send our classified documents back and forth. Okay, we it's should. the safest place. It is. It's so, and you should and you should want to. I think Snowden said it best when he said, "Those who say they don't care about privacy because they have nothing to hide," mm. is like saying you don't care about freedom of speech because you have nothing to say. And it's not about. It's not even really about trying to hide anything. That's not what it's about. It's about knowing that your government can't be tuned in to everything that you're talking about to then someday maybe use that against you. It's not even, and like you said, it's not even because you have something to hide. It's the principle of the matter, in my opinion. Yeah. If there is a way where you know you can be talking and they can't be listening or they can't be watching everything that you're doing and collecting all of it, then do it as a big F you to them for us, okay? Go to Converse. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. By the way, you can text us on the app, okay? 555-184-3042. You impressed about that so right there? 555-184-3042. Uh, you go to the link that's in the show notes. You can go to Converso app. Uh, look at look it up on your on your Apple, your Android, whatever. Okay, but we're going to put a link in the show notes. It's going to have that phone number in it. You text us anytime, day or night. Anytime, all right? And you text us anything you want. Anything that you possibly could think of to send to us. And come sooner or later, once enough of you get this, we're going to start using this to gather show ideas, 
comments about specific shows. We're going to be talking to everyone on there. Okay. Then I'm going to ghost all y'all and change my number eventually because <laughs> I don't like talking. But seriously, yeah, get that app. Do it. We'll talk about it more this week. Look okay. at the show notes. <laughs> Look at the show notes. Click on the link. Okay. All right. That was blocked. Okay. We got a couple concerning shootings that happened over the last, uh, well, one of them was over a week ago. One of them was uh, last week, I believe. But this is the one that I think is going to be uh, potentially an issue coming up here in the next day or so. There's already been some protest over. <clears throat> there's already been some protests over this over the weekend. Uh, the guy, the guy lived, uh, which is, which is good. Okay, he he wasn't doing anything wrong, from what we know right now. But the headline from Time, I believe this is Time: A black teenager was shot after ringing the wrong doorbell in Kansas City. Here's what we know. I thought Time went bankrupt. Um, I'm not, I guess not yet. Maybe Jeff Bezos bought them too. Didn't they stop paying all their journalists or something at some point? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Protests have erupted in Kansas City, Missouri, after a black teenager was shot in the head and arm by a white homeowner late last week after ringing the wrong doorbell. Ralph Yarl. That's a Missouri name if I ever heard of one, man. Ralph. Ralph Yarl. 16 years of age, has been hospitalized. I believe he got to go home already. I'm pretty sure Duke got shot in the head. And he still ran to a couple houses to, to find help Wow! afterwards. That's like a, a John Wick movie if I ever heard of one, man. Which took place when he went to collect his two younger brothers on Thursday after 10 p.m. local time. Police said Jarl mistook 115th Terrace for 115th Street, where he was shot. He went to the wrong house. Went up and rang the wrong doorbell. Now, if we go with what the actual, the story is right now, okay? The story right now is literally that he rang the doorbell. The guy came to the door and he shot him. And like, that was it, okay? That's what we know because that's a story from the from Jarl's family at the moment. I have not heard the other side of the story yet. And I looked at several different news stories today. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you that there is no other part of the story. Like maybe he rang the doorbell and walked in and stepped into the person's house or something because he thought he was at the right house. Maybe there was an altercation between the two of them. It was an 80-year-old white man that shot that shot the kid. Uh, so, you know, we don't know exactly why he was shot. But if the, if the actual story that we're being told right now, that he rang the doorbell, this dude came to the door with a gun and shot him. Um, that's not, that's not right. That's not good. I know that, you know, you can defend your property and all that, your castle, but you don't just get to willy nilly shoot someone because they're standing in front of your door. Right. In my opinion. Right. I'm not a legal scholar, <laughs> but I don't think that's, are you actually in danger? <clears throat> yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to work with the dude being 80. I'm not sure he's going to have a ring doorbell camera either. So that's going to be an issue. Uh, I have not heard his side of the story. What's getting annoying about this, we've already got Benjamin Crump, who represented Trayvon Martin, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and some others, the high-profile shootings, okay, out there talking about, of course, this is racism. The guy got arrested, the one who shot him, the 80-year-old, got arrested. He was held for 24 hours, and they let him go because they couldn't charge him with a crime yet. People are all upset because he wasn't charged with a crime yet. Mm-hmm. And basically in the press conference, they said, well, we can only hold him for 24 hours. 
Okay, we're still investigating this. Still going to figure it out. And so, you know, we're not saying that he's cleared of stuff. It's just we can only hold him for a day. That's it. Well, now there's protests going on. Not like crazy summer of love type protests that we saw in 2020 or anything. Uh, but people are upset about it. And the reason I wanted to make sure we mentioned this is that people are starting to get even more worked up about it, including, let me see who's getting involved in here. Oh, Sean King's getting involved on this. Oh, I haven't heard <clears> this guy in a while. Yeah, that's Where's weird. He been? I don't know. Um, breaking, we have the name and address of the man who shot Ralph Yarl. Local whites, like you, Sean, are making excuses for the man. But what I clearly understand is that he never shot any of them, just Ralph. Okay. Whatever that means. Yeah, he didn't shoot any of the people that are protesting either, just Ralph. Uh, it's in everybody's best interest that he be charged and arrested today. Mm. Meaning, um, if he's not charged and arrested today, we're going to release his name and his address. But they've essentially already released the guy's address anyway. I mean, you know what exact street he was on. I saw graphics of where he was trying to go and everything. It's not going to be that. Oh, it's the what? You think it's the one with the police tape at it, or is it, um, <laughs> it's probably not that one, I bet. So, anyway, that's great. A little bit of mob violence, you know, docks the guy, send him out there before you even have all the information. But I, I'm not alleging that anything else happened. Take him out in the street, stone him. Yeah. What I'm saying is, we don't have the whole story. We have what his family has said, which is that he rang the doorbell, the guy came to the door and shot him in the head. That's wrong. And it, if that's the case, like they'll arrest the guy and he'll go to prison for the rest of his life, which is probably two or three years. I don't know. He's yeah. old as hell. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's fine. But if the guy was like, yeah, he, he rang the doorbell and I'm old as hell, so he didn't come to the door. and So I didn't come to the door. And so he just came in, you know. And so when I went out there, there's just this guy walking around in my house. And so... I'm armed, so I shot him. Okay, well, that's going to be a different story, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a thing. What I'm saying is we don't know. And so don't go kill the guy already, okay? I mean, there's so much speculation. It just immediately comes out. You see it in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, just like in Tennessee, you know, when, the, when they outed the representatives, mm -hmm. immediately it was racism. Of course. You know, all of these things. You know, there, could, there could be no other motivation. Here's what I'm sick of in life. People assuming motivations before they even know all the facts. Mm -hmm. You know? There was, a, there was that kid who was wearing the MAGA hat and smiling. Nick? Nick. Old Nick Salmon? Got paid out a lot of money for smiling. Good on him. But everyone assumes motivations. It's such a dangerous game to play. Um, because you, you actually don't know. The best thing to do is to clarify and try to figure out what's actually going on before you make an assumption. Right? Now, yeah. It's okay to speculate, but to say you say that you're speculating. Anytime Nate and I speculate on the show, it's like, hey, this is clearly a speculation. Mm -hmm. And here's a possibility. Does anybody ask this question? Does anybody ask this question? And the and the truth is, we don't know. It's best to say And that's okay that you don't know. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, we're always growing and changing, so getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process. 
One thing I learned is self-awareness. I learned how to understand situations from different points of view. Over time, we learn what our personal boundaries are and what we need to find meaning and happiness in our lives. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've used therapy. It can be very beneficial. My life has gotten immensely better since trying it. And Charlie does it too. In fact, he's been a BetterHelp customer for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. And that, like just with this story, what I said is it could be exactly what the guy's family said it was. And if that is the case, then he needs to go to prison for the rest of his life. If that is the case. Okay. And so... What I'm saying is we don't know. We've only heard that part of the story. We haven't heard the, the other guy's testimony at all. Did the guy walk into his house? Was there some type of altercation? When he walked to the door with a gun, he didn't know, understand why there was a kid. Yes, was black at his door at 10.30 p.m. And maybe they got in a fight or something. Who knows? We don't know. And so maybe we don't go burn the guy's house down with pitchforks and hang him or anything yet or beat him to death, whatever's going to happen. So anyway, how about this other shooting that happened on April 5th? <clears throat> Did you see this one, Charlie? No. So the, the cops got called. They went to the wrong house, ended up killing the guy at the wrong house when he answered the door. <clears throat> That's, um, that sucks. Now, in one instance, I just thought it was interesting. In one instance, we have guy rings the wrong doorbell, gets killed by the homeowner, Okay. And this is immediately like a, a race problem because the guy who shot him is white. The one who went to the door is black. The one who got shot is black. And what I just wonder is what would happen in this specific scenario if the guy, the homeowner who got killed by the cops was black and not this old white guy mm. who got killed by the cops. Be racist cops. It would be like there would be protests all over the place. And this is in maybe this is in New Mexico. I mean, the, the whole place would be burned to the ground by now. I guarantee you. Uh, but don't worry. We'll watch the video of the guy getting killed. Uh, so let's find that real quick. You don't actually see anything. Where is this? Here we go. Farmington, please. Is this not 5308? That's what was said right there, right? No, it's a 5305, isn't it? 108, can you 10 the address? 5308 Valley View Avenue, head of confidence factor. Don't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, heads up! Shut! Okay. Now. This is a, this one's, this is tricky. You go to, the, the guy opens the door. Have you guys ever been startled in the middle of the night? Not really knowing what was going on, you know? So they go to the door. The guy's holding the gun next to him as he walks out. And what's the, the first thing that they yell is hands up. And so when he puts his hands up, He's in fact raising the gun, raising a gun up towards the cops as he's doing that. 
and get shot for doing it. Okay? That sucks. Not only that, the guy's wife's there also. Shots fired! Shots fired! Yeah, you good? You good? Back up, back up, back up. Check yourself, check yourself. I'm good. Hands up! Four one oh eight, shots fired again. No, this is fifty three oh five, isn't it? One oh eight, okay. That's Extremely tough. tragic. So the uh, the wife did not get hit. She did shoot at the cops. She said that she didn't realize that they were cops. She just walked up and saw that her husband had been killed on the floor and started shooting out the door. They didn't charge her with anything. <laughs> nice of them, you know. She might be suffering enough. Yeah. Uh, she's clearly going to sue the hell out of them uh, because they went to the wrong house. They never should have been there in the first place. So, um. Mm. That's a terrible situation. Also, I wonder what happened at the other house. Is everyone okay? I'm not really sure. It was a domestic violence thing. Did they go to that house afterwards? I don't know. And is it like an awkward thing? Like it was actually across the street they were supposed to go. So they go over there. They send a couple of units. We'll take care of the guy we just murdered right here. Can you go check and see, see what's going on over there? I'm you know, not to laugh. I know. It's so tragic. It's It's awful. I try to figure out what would uh, what will we be dealing with as a nation right now if that guy that answered the door holding the gun were black. Mm. It'd be pretty bad. Yeah. Luckily for us, he was white. Okay. Unluckily, uh, you know, for for him, he had a wife and uh, and a kid. You know, those pictures from from late last year during football, and uh, he's he's dead because the cops went to the wrong spot. And because he was holding the gun when they said to put his hands up in the air. Note to all gun owners. You're holding the gun. Uh, listen, I know in hindsight, clearly, but if you're holding the gun, I just drop the drop the gun first when you realize they're cops. And you go to put your hands up. Mm. All right. Now there's one more thing here that also, we can... I mean, I would also advise to to make sure you look for what the threat possibly may be. Before you just open the door. Before you just open the door. Yeah. You know, like, because you never know. I mean, it could have been anybody. It could have been, it could have been a burglar that shot him too. I mean. He could have known that they were cops when he opened the door though. And, and just, I mean, you've probably gone up to the door holding the gun or something before, right? When he didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And so he just opens the door and he's holding it. I think he kind of caught the cop off guard when he opened the door. And he immediately told him to put his, you know, put the flashlight on him, told him to put his hands up. I actually think he startled the police officer. Like if, if he would have came to the door while the cop was sitting there knocking on it and he would have had the gun in his hand, he probably said, hey, I, I came to the door with a gun on my hand. But in that case, he opens the door and he's like, put your hands up, hands up. I mean, it's like half a second. The whole yeah. thing goes down. I, I've, so <clears throat> this happened once at a previous house um, that I lived in where the next door neighbors had the cops called on them or one of them called the cops. I don't know. Um, but, uh, we were laying in bed and I noticed, um, light like going through the window it was a flashlight. And I was like, what the hell's going on? So I got a gun and went to the door, <clears throat> went towards the door and, uh, peeked out and I saw a cop car. So I saw the cop car and the cop like walking through the yard. And so, um, 
this guy looked like he slept with clothes on. And so I, I sleep with at least my underwear on and I, I put my gun in my pants where I didn't have it in my hand anymore. Once I knew that I was a, a cop and then I, I just opened the door and said, Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So you have to, but also like I looked through the door, like through the peephole first to see like what the threat was. Yeah. You always want to make sure you're identifying the threat because you have no idea um, what it is. I can't promise you what I would do if, if they beat on the door and it's quarter past ambient 30. Like, a, I don't know if I'm going to just come, I might have two guns both the time. No, I don't remember a single thing. That's why ambient's you know? dangerous. It is dangerous. You and you yeah. wouldn't even remember it. <clears throat> I definitely would never remember it. You would never you know? remember. Never it. again. I wouldn't have yeah. the opportunity. Okay, one more thing. Let's just talk about this craziness going on in Chirac, Chicago, uh, that's going on <laughs> out here. Uh, they had a what's been dubbed the teen takeover, mm. and so that's awesome. Uh, this is what's go, what went on over the weekend in the, uh, the Windy City. Just for any reason? Just randomly. Couple people got shot. All right, so that's not. Oh well, there's some more here. Let's just jump up on this bus. That's good stuff. Man, that would suck to. Go out for a nice weekend in Chicago. Pay all that money. Then you can't go outside because kids are out there beating on the hood of cars and stuff. Wow. So there's that. There's a little bit more stuff. Oh, okay. Hey, let's just find this random lady and beat her up. Jesus. So that's fun. That's good stuff. Love that. Maybe you were driving through town. That's what happens when you use full self-driving. Anyway, oh. before I get too nihilistic about our future, what the hell's going on with these kids? What is this? I have no idea. Why? They're, what are their demands? I, I don't think there is any. It's just, like, just because we can. Yeah. You realize how little power the police have, by the way, when there's enough people. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's... There's, There's not much you can do in that scenario. Right. There's enough people. And they arrested I think, six kids. Out of all that. Six. 
There's probably more coming. I'm sure. Yeah. Now, six is the number I heard. That is. And so. There is this, uh, there is a sense of, um, I would say, entitlement, lack of direction, mm -hmm. a, a, a meaningless pursuit. There's this, you know, abundance of choice, I would say. People don't have real problems, so they're making them up because mm -hmm. they have to have some kind of problem. It's and um, well, the state, um, state rep state representative, or state senator, uh, anyway, someone in the state house here, um, Robert Peters in Illinois. Chuck, what you got there? He tweets since I'm a glutton for punishment, and I'm sure I'm going to get the most unhinged crime weirdo replies, but. I would look at the behavior of young people as a political act and statement. It's a mass protest against poverty and segregation. <laughs> Rest in peace to my mentions. It's a mass protest against poverty and segregation. Mm -hmm. What the heck is he talking about? Well, first off, when it comes to segregation. What? In Chicago, is there segregation? It's typed out on April 16th, 2023, not 1963. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Yeah. If there's anyone segregating anyone, it ain't the people you think are segregating. There's, there's other sides calling for like actual segregation these days. Safe so spaces. what are we talking about? Okay. And then we got poverty as the problem. Okay. Let me tell you what, kids. Imagine this. You got this girl you want to talk to, okay? Saturday night. So you call. Her home phone and her dad picks up. And you got to talk to her dad for 10 minutes about your intentions because cell phones don't exist. Okay? Why don't you come to me and tell me about your real problems? <laughs> All right? Jeez. Kids these days. And I have no idea. The phone is in the kitchen that you stretched all the way <laughs> to your bedroom. <laughs> By the way, yeah, you and an then you're like, long cord. You're like, where do you live? Let me get your address. And you're like, all right, I'll, I'll get that. I can't look it up on MapQuest right now because I'm using the phone mm -hmm. and I gotta dial into the internet after we get off of here. Okay, but there's an atlas, and I think I can figure this out. When okay, was, when we were younger, when this is when GPS first came out. My brother Brett wanted one from, and my grandpa was like, what the hell do you need a damn GPS for? <laughs> Just look it up on the MAP. <laughs> on the MAP. <laughs> he spelled out map. It was so good. <sighs> Gosh. Anyway. Aside oh, yeah. That. And then we had to pay for text message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still remember when I thought text messaging was dumb. I was like, why would you also, ever want to text anyone when you just call them and you can have the whole conversation right there? And then phone calls were only free after 9 p.m. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> you had to wait <laughs> till after 9 o'clock to call someone. Yep, yep. Oh. Just how far we've come, by the way. Lacey and I, we've been together for 14 years now. This is how far we've come. When we first started dating, she was like, I'm never going to get a touchscreen phone. That's ridiculous. Just when it, I need, why would you not want to have the buttons and everything? It feels like everything would be so... So weird, like having a touchscreen. I'm never going to do it. Literally, when we started dating, she was talking about how she was never going to have a touchscreen. It's crazy not how every, far we've come. Now, you can't even hardly find a phone that doesn't have a touchscreen. No. Screen. No, yeah. I'm looking for them. I want them. <laughs> okay. 
No, but here's, I, I put down a couple things and Charlie kind of uh, talked about already, but lack of purpose, no positive vision for the future. So they're all not, and you know what? I'm not saying it's something wrong with the kids. It's all the freaking adults around them that have been telling them that we're all going to die if we keep using cars or that we're all going to die if we take these flights or if we allow people to use natural gas or Trump gets elected. Yeah, they barely survived Trump's term, I'm sure. So they made it through the war in their minds. We're all going to die if you don't wear a mask and get vaccinated. Like we've been telling them that there is no hope for the future, not us. Well, listen, there's no hope for the future, but not for the reasons that these kids are getting (laughs) getting told that. Okay. No, they're getting told the wrong reasons. And no, we're here to tell you the right ones, (laughs) but people on the right too. listen, don't just fill your kids heads with all this nihilistic nonsense. Okay. Kids got to look forward to the future or they're going to turn into what you just saw on there. They're going to turn into what we see all over the place. All right. They got to have a positive outlook, a a reason to want to go to school or, you know, a reason to at least try to do something, a reason to not just be a little hellion all the freaking time. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I have kids and I'm getting mad about it right now, mm-hmm. man. All right. They got to have some goals and aspirations, but all this, this hatred and division, this, this nihilism, this moroseness that we got going on right now is not good for the kids. And they need to know that they actually live in a pretty golden good time. They're living in better time than any of the other kids have. Yeah, they were literally destroying a Tesla, which is an electric car, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> we could talk about this for a while, probably, but the just the irony of like of the thinking that well, things are so terrible. And here's the other one I think that's a big problem is um this victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Right. That you are where you are because you're you're a victim to the systemic atrocities that society places upon you and you can't get ahead and there's nothing you can do. Like imagine about, by the way, if you didn't see the videos about 99.9% of those individuals on the screen were appeared to be African American children. And imagine like you back someone into a corner, right? And you're like, there's no hope. There's nothing you can do. The, everything's stacked against you. There's no way you can make it ahead. Uh, you're just going to be miserable your whole life. I mean, you find a, you like eventually you go crazy, mm-hmm. right? And it like what they're doing makes a lot of sense for what they've been fed their whole life. The the person it, that got is, that Tesla, he probably stole that money by providing you something that you wanted, but he probably stole the money to get that Tesla. Mm-hmm. That's essentially your car. Yes. The people that have those stores with the shoes in them, that's theft. They took that from you, okay? It's wrong for them to even be trying to to sell that to people when there's people who need shoes or whatever, and this is what all everyone's been told. And well, You're never going to be able to get it anyway because you're black, you know? Now, it's not your fault. It's everyone else's fault, but well, listen, you're black. You're never going to be able to do anything. I'm sorry. And all that's that the country we live in. So wrong. Yeah. It's each this, it's abuse. <laughs> and it's the opposite message that someone like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had. Mm-hmm. You know, which is that you are capable. You are smart. You know, you do have the skills necessary to make it out ahead. And you can lead change with love. 
Not violence. Not debauchery. <laughs> the, uh, Thomas Sowell's good on this too, you know, with the soft bigotry of low expectations. And I think that we've really messed a generation of kids up with that too. Everyone. Not, not of any specific race, but we've decided that we just have no expectations of children at all because life is just too hard for these poor, poor kids who have a hell of a lot of advantages that people have never had before. Yeah. Uh, but what I said debauchery and debauchery, debauchery. Yeah. yeah. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. All right, y'all don't forget to tell people to go to converso, yes. Charlie. I, I didn't know if you're going to do it, but I want to remind you, Charlie, to tell people to go to go uh, look converso. at the show notes mm-hmm. and go to, uh, download the app converso text us. Our number's on there. Five, 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 one, eight, four, 30, 42. Yeah, it's a text I, us on the app. I put that into a thing to see if it spelled anything. It doesn't spell anything mm. at all. It's a terrible number. What, what was it? 551? 555. 555. You gotta remember that. That's like a movie number right there. Yeah. Just press 5 for a while. Yeah. 555-184-3042. Text me. Don't send stuff that it, you shouldn't, but listen. It's a private messaging app. No one's okay? going to find out. <laughs> no, one's, no one's ever going to find out. Okay. No yeah. one's going to know. And you yeah. can always unsend it if you have second thoughts. So, so Travis, listen. if you wanted to send something. Yeah. Jack, not Travis. I keep thinking Travis. But seriously, his last if, name is. if I get one nude photo of anyone, I'm going to block your number. Okay. I'm serious. I'm going to block you out of there. I don't want that in my life. Yeah. Okay. Don't send nudes. Send classified docs. Okay. <laughs> That's what we want. Yes. So that's Converso. Go download it. Look at the show notes. Uh, also go to Nate's Crash Course if you want to learn about the market. And if you want to be part of the live group and hear all of our personal stories, um, then go to joingml.com. The most personal of stories. We had a, a crazy session today. Yeah. It's, it's therapy, yeah. honestly. You know, We have a good group of folks out, hanging out. Um, I, I think community is such a big thing. So um, even if it's virtual. Mm-hmm. So come hang out, join gmail.com, um, or you can go to godhatesfeds.com and pick up some merch. And there's also a link there to join the Fed Haters Club. Where we hang out in Discord, and we've got the best classified documents in there, okay? Come check them out. Come check out our docs. Do all those things, and if you do, we'll back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.